Uh, yes, if we can, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Cool. Hi, who are, who are you? I'm Ato, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is... Radio Zamunda The... Dope. Shit. There it is. Nice. Where, where are you? I feel like you're Carmen San Diego. You're the Carmen yeah. San Diego in my life. <laughs> I'm in Vancouver. I'm I'm shooting something in Vancouver right now. So I just landed and uh and um well no, I didn't just land. I've been here for about a week. Uh and yeah, I'll be here for another week. So we're both on West Coast time, right? You are it's nice. In, yeah, yeah, you're in San Diego. So Yeah. It's it's got nice. a little time to do this, yeah. It's yeah. nice. And that's that's ironic because our next guest literally is is physically in between both of us on the mm-hmm. left coast. There you go. Because they they the guest. Oh the guest. Here we go. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> they are in Van or not Vancouver. They're in the Bay Area. They're Got in San it. Francisco. Yeah. Um do you have any questions or any thoughts? Before we dig into this first, uh, this first one, into this next guest. Well, it's your dope shit, so I, I, I will have all the questions when we get there. I'm sure. Yeah. No, yeah. you definitely will. You yeah. Definitely will. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then let's just uh, let's dive in. All right. Cool. All right. So now that we're ready to go. Yeah. Um, you, the person who's not wearing uh, AirPods mm-hmm. with the, with the mm-hmm. nice headphones, who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda. The dope shit. It's a <laughs> nice, so well done. Well done. I, I know. I always, I always got to bring you back on it. It's like <laughs> okay. All right. That was smooth. That was smooth. That was smooth. That was great. <laughs> Yes. Uh, just par for, par for the course this morning afternoon. Yeah. Um, so we are we are back. We've we've taken you know people have been running around the planet and going and doing different things and right. and you know I've had several Costco trips, a couple of Home Depot trips in there. <laughs> um, but we, Otto, you've been keeping yourself busy yep. doing I don't know what, yep. going to Pex, yep. having coffee. That's what it is. Um, Down at the Pex, my my favorite coffee shop. That's your that's your spot. That's yep. your spot. Um, but we are back, and mm-hmm. I'm really really excited. I'm always excited when we have guests on, mm-hmm. but I'm, I get I get even more excited when the guests ask to be on the show. Oh, cool! You know I mean? Nice. <laughs> because, you know, whenever we have someone on, they're just like, oh, well, yeah, no, I've listened to it afterwards. Like, oh, this is great. Or right. after they experience it. But it's rare that I think our friends are like, hey, can I do this? Oh, that's great. <laughs> normally, normally it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> right? We're like, so we don't do have to ply you with, with, with drugs or anything like that? Or... <laughs> right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's well, what I'm saying. That yeah. helps, too. Okay. too. That's, okay. that's appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> No yes. money has exchanged hands for this guy. I love this. You know? I love this. Yeah. Um, so the guest actually is kind of familiar with how we how we run this. Yeah. I, you know, I gave them a little bit of a preface, but if you're a first time listener, do you want to do it out Because I feel like you always explain it really well. Well, yes. If you, well, I, I think you also explain it well, but I, I shall. Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> for, for those of you who are unaware or have first time listeners, uh, our relationship, Kwaku and I's relationship has been built on 
we just love putting each other on to some dope shit. And so at one point, one of our one of your friends said, hey, you guys should do a podcast and maybe talk about music and this and that. And I think Kwaku came up with, you know, what's better than talking about music? Uh, or art bringing actual artists and musicians and professionals on and talking to them, um, especially if I or Kwaku doesn't know who the, the person that we're talking to is. So it becomes this free flowing conversation that I'm always mm-hmm. just amazed by because I, I I always love, well, how did you become what you are? Like, who are you and how did this happen? And what is your mm-hmm. origin story? Mm-hmm. And we've done, I don't know, 30, 40 of these and they're always fun and then they're, they're always mm-hmm elucidating and i always get a kick yeah. out of it so even if it's just my mom listening i i have such a great time having these conversations so yeah this is great hey mrs yeah, yeah. hey mom how you doing <laughs> Doesn't she, does she have a birthday coming up does she have a birthday coming uh up no august but my parents got their 50 august. coming up and my dad got an 80 coming up yeah That's there's a lot of stuff is. happening over there but it's yes. the anniversary. That's what it is. Okay. All right. So um, usually when we have a guest on, so t- this is my turn to bring mm-hmm. on the dope shit. Um, Otto gets an mm-hmm. initial three guesses as to yes. what you do. So this is my friend, okay. Laura McBain. Laura McBain. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I know, nice I know how, I know you. how, uh, yeah, Kwaku, anytime we, he's bringing on a guest, I'm not allowed there to know like anything at all could possibly, like knowing your first name might ruin it or knowing that you have hair on your head might ruin it. Like any sort of thing yeah. might yeah. happen. So I, you know, you releasing her name. Thank you. It's that's not redacted anymore. It's a it's a pleasure to meet you, Laura. Yes, um, <laughs> yes. yes. No, good to know. And for those, and yeah. you won't hear this, but as we set up, I'm I'm super anal yes. about it. I'm like, this is the guest. Don't Skype in yet. I don't want him to see you because yes, Laura's in an undisclosed location. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. one of those skiff that you know, like right. Congress sits in. You know, like there's this whole thing that. That quite it's like this Mission Impossible thing. So you know, I yes, hundred percent. Yeah, in a bunker. I'm yes. in a bunker. Yeah. There's no question about it. Absolutely. In a bunker. In a bunker. Yes. Um, all right. So mm-hmm. now that we've done the introductory, yep. let's make fun of how crazy Quaku is. Be a bit yes. Yes. that will keep flowing throughout the podcast. Um, yes. Ato, why don't you, uh, you know, ask right. some three guesses. I think some one, um, if you were associated with Kwaku and it's something that I have, um, I, I, I think I would have been if I wasn't my current profession now and something that I have a lot of, uh, uh, respect for and love and, and I've gotten to do a couple of times in my life and it's very, very, um, uh, rewarding when I've gotten to do it. Are you in education? Yes, you are. Is this like twenty? I can only say one word. Is that how this works, or do I have to? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no rules. Uh, okay. You know, I, I am competitive, so I do like to win. You know, what I mean? yes. so yes. All right. uh, if I get it right, I know I can hold it over my boy Kwaku's head. Okay. So I'm close. So okay, so if I I'm say you're, I, you're in education, <laughs> um, okay. So my second guess is now I'm going to say you were you're a teacher. No, not currently. Okay, not currently. Okay, not currently. Education, not a teacher, (laughs) uh, but in education, 
Um, so gosh, I'm going to say you are third guess, a, by the way, this is your third last guess. guess. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I, ooh. I, I don't know no how pressure. to, yes, no pressure, but I don't know how to put this in. Uh, I don't know what, uh, what job description this is. So I'm going to give the job mm. description, but I'm not going to know what the term is. Right. So well, I think you are a creator of some form of curriculum. Um, or, or no, no, sorry, sorry. Teaching methodology. That's what I'm going to go with. Like a teaching methodology that is, um, like something, uh, what, what is the, the, the term of art that we use today? Um, it's like what Uber does or what, uh, you know, um, a disruptor, a disruptive, non-standard, uh, you know, uh, educational curriculum kind of thing, a way of teaching that's really exciting, really, which would make me want to go back to, high school or college or wherever, whatever level you're teaching, if it's even in the sort of grade school system. Laura, before you answer, Laura, before Mm -hmm. you answer, Mm -hmm. he's cheating somehow. No, really? He is cheating. Yes. Because this is why it's, and it's because I called you Laura instead of guest. Because there was a moment of time where we couldn't see him. Uh, He is cheating. Well, He's Googling back. He's back. That's back Googling. He, yeah. On I can't see your hands. I don't know. I cannot see your hands. I don't know. I mean, I don't I'm know what good. you're doing on the Google. I'm just good. Just good. <laughs> I, all right. All right, Laura, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go. Mm. Oh, that's funny. He's been like putting on the Twitter. Let's not what's going on there. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, okay. I will, I will claim the disruptor uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. title. Definitely mm-hmm. around that. And a little bit on like experience. Um, I don't like the word curriculum. Okay. I don't believe mm-hmm. in a curriculum. So I'm going to put that and say, so I'm going to say it's like a middle 50% yes disruption, okay. but not necessarily like, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call myself someone who like writes Ooh, curriculum. Okay, yeah, got it. But he did say methodology. methodology. I did say methodology. I would say methodology. That he was cheating. I love it. I love it. You know how I feel about methodologies. You know, when you bring in people like that, I go nuts over it because it's just something that like I legit like have a a thing for. It's like, you, you know, I mean, I, I've gone off, mm. I think, on this rant before mm. where yes. um, you, you said you're not a teacher. But, you know, the, the the way we treat teachers. Right. And the way we don't pay them. My job that I have, I'm lucky to have. I make you know, orders of magnitude more money than a teacher. And like what people, I guess we all fail to sort of recognize is that everything that I know how to do was taught to me by a teacher. So it's like, I Mm. could not do anything that I'm doing now, including figure out how to log on to Mm -hmm. Skype and read your name. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't (laughs) read it. I couldn't type. I couldn't do any freaking thing without a teacher. You know what I mean? So, and I've also had the, um, in certain, I've taught some acting classes here and there, but like, I've gotten to see sort of like the spark that I'm able to sort of, um, uh, I don't I don't claim responsibility for it, but I was there when the spark happened in somebody. Do you know what I mean? And so that there's nothing mm, more mm, yeah. wonderful about yeah. than that. So, wow. OK, let's go. Yeah. So yeah. what you got yeah. for me? Share your title. Yes. Explain to him what you do. Which you know, is all in your title, but yes. Uh, right. And I don't actually, I feel like I need, I'm one of those people mm-hmm. that makes up a new title every couple of years. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm going to give myself a new title every so often. Mm-hmm. And I'm merging on my new title right now. Mm-hmm. So I work in design. 
um, and mm-hmm. work in educational design. And I run a lab in education that's focused on really thinking about new ways of methodologies, right? New ways of, uh, new ways of, of imagining mm-hmm. education, actually, and learning in and, be, in and outside school, right? And really thinking about the end. My end game is really around like, how do we really disrupt, dismantle, and reimagine mm-hmm. an, an educational system um, so that we're not, so we're really starting to obliterate mm-hmm. some of the opportunity gaps that happen for students. Um, what lights me up is really around thinking about how do we really do, mm-hmm. I would say, some badass work in education, you know, that's around shifting mindsets and disrupting people about right. what it's supposed to look like and what it's not supposed to look like. And really, I think the spark thing you said is like, for me, what lights me up a lot is helping mm-hmm. teachers find their spark. I think they get, I think teachers get like right. literally like crushed down over years of like all the stuff they have to do. And so when I see a teacher that gets lit up mm-hmm. about doing something cool and different, I know that that's going to make a difference because right. they're going to bring that that excitement right to their students to their to their educational system. So my my work spans mm. you know schools, districts, uh, nonprofits, foundations. Mm-hmm. Um, I work at the Stanford Design School, um, so we run a we run a lab, and so it's called the D School. Oh, wow. So we work in product design, experience design. Um, we work in executive education. We mm. work in, uh, a, a lot of different sectors. Um, the founder of the D school was David Kelly, who was okay. one of the folks who invented and worked on the iPhone. And so it's all around how do we really do, how do we intentionally design things for folks? And I think education is one of those things that we got to redesign. Wow. Well, so. this, this is awesome. Um, what if I gave you, <laughs> $500,000 to mm. get my kid into a college. Is that one of the oh, methodologies yes. that yes. you use? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Cool. I think that would cool. be a fantastic thing. I don't see cool, any cool, problems cool. with that. Um, cool, cool, cool. There'd be no lawsuits or anything. I don't see a problem like that. with that. Nothing like that. No, got no. I know we're not taking any money for beers home. No money. Got it. Wow. Got it. Man. I couldn't, I couldn't I couldn't it. For the show. I, I actually, I mean, this is the crazy thing. I was flying to Canada this past week. Quacker knows uh-huh. this. And I got asked about this piece when I, by the uh, border patrol guy. Wow. By the border patrol oh, guy? You didn't yeah. mention that. You didn't <laughs> oh mention God. that part. No. Wow. I'm trying to get into Canada. It's 2 a.m. I got a keynote at 8 a.m. Oh. And he's like, He's like, well, you work. At, let me see your ID, and we started getting into like this whole like lawsuit. I'm like, yo, dude, yes. I gotta go to bed. I yes. got five hours. I gotta be. I gotta go. We don't have time for this right now. <laughs> I feel you. Let's talk about this. Yes. I'm very, I'm very passionate, oh. but I gotta go. Oh man, was he like? Was he like shaking you down? Like, hey, did you get any of that yeah. money? Are you trying to get in quicker. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be really funny, but no, he wasn't. Amazing, oh, amazing. Funny. So Laura is. Uh, Laura, Laura is, I mean, I feel everybody who comes on the show often has this sense of humility to the point where they downplay so much of what sure. they do, yeah. um, which is part of the reason why we like talking to them. But Laura, amongst being one of the most uh, uh, creative, passionate, um, innovative educators I've ever met, she is just understands education on this level and not even just education. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to qualify that and go back to her original description the design process right. and different parts of design mm-hmm. and how it applies to 
to all of our lives in this really amazing, amazing mm -hmm. way. And side note, she's the reason why TC was on the podcast uh -huh. because she introduced. Thank you TC. so much. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. I love him. Yeah. Oh, OK. So yeah. so how do you two know each other? What is like, how did you guys meet? Oh, good question. That's a story. <laughs> <laughs> From my end, I've known of Laura for years, even though we're basically the same right. age. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I and every and every Sounds point like of my stalker, edu yeah. education time. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? Uh, uh, I first saw her on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we were talking about that. No, I mean, like, I, at a certain level of people who are doing things that are, um, I guess, pushing what education mm -hmm. looks like. Laura is in one of those small circles where everybody knows uh -huh. who she is. Mm. And so I was hmm. at this conference, uh, South by that we, that yep. you and I went to, I was on the education mm -hmm. side of it. And I think I, I've definitely seen her speak. I, I, I've known of her and I, and I, I, I met her, I think for like the second mm -hmm. or third yeah. time. No, that, that was the, I'm going to push back. No, I, was that the first time? First time last year at South by, cause I had never, I had not met you okay. before that. Mm. No. Exactly. I remember I people. I would have remembered like, if I met you. I had no, I had no <laughs> idea who you were prior yeah. to last year. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, sounds about awesome. right. That's, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. very interesting. Um, so I, you know, I met her briefly there. We chatted, and then we were at this other conference, uh, like a couple months later, and it was this really intense conference because it's like people who want to do well in education and the finance people uh -huh. who right. want to fund them so they don't feel guilty right, about working right. in finance. And so it yeah. was a really weird scene. And I saw her, I was like, and so I saw her like across the room. I'm like, oh, there's Laura, Laura McBain. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like slowly getting drunk. And I, I don't know what to do uh -oh. in this scenario, feeling very socially awkward. Yeah. Oh, not, not at all. Not at all. Socially awkward. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there's Laura. Yeah. So I'm looking, you know, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a Forrest Gump scene, like seat taken. I'm like, right. oh, there's Laura McBain. Yeah. I'm like, Laura doesn't know who I am. I'm not going to go talk to her. This is going to be weird. And so like, I watch her like, w like weave her way through the crowd. I'm like, yeah. I wonder who she's going to go talk to. And then she does like a button hook. Whoa. And she's like, hey, Kwaku. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I was going to say hi to you. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny in that moment, what's so funny is like the, is that we were in this space that, and, and I only back up a little bit at Austin. Because we had met, and all of a sudden it was like, why haven't I not known Quaker right. for years? We were launching this like event where we had like a puzzle bus. We created an escape room inside of a truck and was Whoa. launching in the middle of Austin, which was super fun. And you know, we had crazy. We were just in the middle of the park for two days, having running running people through this like escape room that we developed, right. really scrappy, like full on scrappy, like scrappy, scrappy, scrappy. Right. But everybody loved it. People were doing this stuff. And so I ended up meeting, hanging out with him. And I remember seeing you at that event, so, you know, later, a couple of months later, thinking, I am so uncomfortable in this space. And I remember talking with you, like, <laughs> my God, there's a lot of people. And I, both the thing that we were both freaking out, I was like, I don't know how to ask for money. I'm just going to go talk to Kwaku. Like, I can't, like, deal with right, all this. Right. I'm going to go hang out with him. Right. <laughs> so I was also yeah. feeling socially awkward. I'm like, I don't know what to do in this space. I'm just yeah, going to go yeah. talk to this guy who's really fun and go hang out with him for a while. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. what we did. Yeah, we did. It was, it was so intense. Yeah. This guy's like, oh, I manage the fun for Procter and Gamble. Yeah. And, and uh, are you starting a school? What are you doing? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> did you want a drink? Because that's what I was focused on right now. I'm not starting a school. 
I don't know what this engage. But anyway, since then, well, like, we've you know, collaborated on a couple. Story. Oh, go ahead. I have another, yeah, which was please. great. Yeah. Was that so? I really only got to meet you that first night. Like this first, we like totally bonded as friends. Within right. and exactly. the same night, Kuaku and I were chatting, and somehow we're and I had that same day. I was teaching a class the very next day with like twenty undergraduate and graduate students at Stanford, and somehow I mm-hmm. think it was you. Might have been the wine. I'm not sure. But somehow you inspired me to say, why don't you just bring your entire class here to this thing? And so we decided to do that. And somehow or other, I was late. My co-director, my co-teacher was late. We're both running up. And I'm calling Kuwaku's on the phone. And he's like, I think I see your students. They're coming in with their backpacks. Everyone else is in suits and dresses. And there's a bunch of students with backpacks (laughs) and flip-flops running into this conference. And he's like, I got him. Yeah. I got him. I, I like held him at the way and held him at the door until we got there. It's oh, great. Okay. This is the other part to that. None of these, like they're crashing the conference. Okay. They're just yeah. walking in. Boom. They're just walking in yep. and being, you know, because mm-hmm. what they're like, the people Disrupted. that they'd want to talk to. There you go. Disrupting. Yeah. People that they that they'd want to talk to, like all these school leaders, all these people are here. And it's, mm-hmm. you, you don't have another instance of people like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like all these people that are leading schools or doing interesting things in education. They're all there because ev- everyone's there. Everyone's there to re-up. Right. Everyone there is there yeah. to get a taste. And and did the, yeah. did, did the kids g- give their input? Did they sort of? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh awesome. Yeah. yeah, we had set it up. We found people and they didn't go to any sessions. I mean, they were chill. We just grabbed people in the lobby and stuff, but they kind of did like man on the street interviews. They were just like uh, finding people and like growing up to talk to people. Oh, they talked to cool. DC yeah. and they were just like, we had these ideas in education and they ended up doing like man on the street interviews with a bunch of different people. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so it was really funny yeah. actually. We're going to do it again. I hope. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I feel like no, let's not say the name. <laughs> okay. But I feel like Kwaku, you're uh, at least in my life, you're the person, you know, the, my nexus for all these like sort of cool, disruptive, educational people like like Laura and like TC and Dan, like Lee yeah. Burden and Dan Ryder. Mm. Do you know all those people as well? I oh, do. So like yeah. Mafia I do all them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I yeah. see what I see. What it is on. kind of a mafia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Disruptive. It's definitely a crew. Mafia. Oh, wow. It's like you yeah. guys are like. I think it's. Yeah, it's kind of a family. Yeah. I would say there's definitely a fan vibe going there's, there. There's definitely like a like an Avengers thing. Like you guys each have your different superpowers, <laughs> right? Like I'd say you're like, yeah, I'd that. say you're like a Thor that's and true. Dan Ryder is like, I don't know, like <laughs> the beast. You know what I mean? Or that's more X-Men. But you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's there's definitely like a. A, a yes. collective superhero vibe. Let's like team up and like I have these different yes. powers and we're going to attack this thing from, you know, different levels. That's pretty cool. I like that. Dude, you That's kind of right. That's right actually right spot on. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And what's Kwaku? Even- Which one are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, going boy. to keep it Wakanda. Yeah, I don't know if I want to. He's going to keep it Wakanda. <laughs> Oh, yes. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so if you, could, I was just gonna say, if you could imagine like a bunch of film students crashing right. the Oscars and being able to pull down like deep <laughs> and directors and writers and and be able to do interviews with them right. around their process, that's essentially what Laura did with 
with this kind that's of pretty cool and is is south by because <laughs> yeah. i keep hearing south yeah. by with all of these people is it is that like the sort of mecca yeah. of all of this where all these ideas are changed you know are exchanged and you know distributed like is that where that is uh, laura do you want to feel that <laughs> yeah i don't know i i don't know i think it's a great event it's a great event to sharing and networking and there's a lot of great people doing cool stuff i think people uh, you know i i squawk mm-hmm. and i just went to the interactive one and i thought like that was you know it's music uh you know music comedy. film comedy uh you know the intersection the things that like light me up mm-hmm. is not just going to the education conferences what's mm-hmm. the cool shit for me is when you go in a space where you've got you know a, there was beta was running for mm-hmm. president aoc was there you know, um, all these folks that are working, I would say, in pursuit right. of a better right. world right. from different angles. Right. And so you got film like we missed key. We missed um, Keenan oh, wow. by like literally 10 minutes because mm-hmm. he was in the lobby mm-hmm. with his new movie mm-hmm. and Beto Work was there. AOC was there. Bernie Grant, all these. Elizabeth yeah, Warren. Who else? Oh, OK. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren was there, I think. Too. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was there, too. Yeah. So that's the kind of spaces that I think we all should be showing up in is those intersection mm-hmm. spaces um, as opposed to being in right. siloed spaces. And so what you know me, I uh, if you've listened to this, I love the origin story. Like, how did how did we get you to yeah. this point? Like, what made you mm. what gave you the spark? Where are you from? Mm. Like, you know, what you know, as mm. Kwaku will say, say as little as or as much as you want. Yeah, but I'm, I'm fascinated. You know, I I will say, so I grew up um, initially in Maryland, mm-hmm. um, in Annapolis, outside of D.C., mm-hmm. and then moved to Ohio uh, in middle school. My mom got remarried, mm-hmm. and we ended up in Ohio, which is a totally weird place to grow up. If you if you grew up outside of D.C., right. and then to move to middle of Ohio yeah. in the 80s, just totally different experience. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you that, mm-hmm. right? Um yeah, it's just from a like a racial perspective, going from pretty much a diverse like community of people from all like down the street. You got someone from the State Department mm-hmm. and then you got people like my neighbors, like uncle was like, this is random. My, I forgot about this. My one of my friends in elementary schools, uncle was the band and was a drummer for REO Speedwagon. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I grew up in like elementary, I'd say my formative years are pretty like, you know, in this really interesting community of all different people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Just DC because it, it brings people together sure. and from different perspectives. And then to go to Ohio, which was pretty, I would say, homogenous mm-hmm. um, community. Um, and so when I went to school, I would say when I, I actually did not like mm-hmm. school. Um, I, I really struggled in school, to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you as okay. a kid. Um, I, as an elementary student, actually, I don't know if you know this, Kwaku. I don't know if I've shared this with you. Mm. I don't know. Um, no, but it's funny because I was the same way. I would get yeah. really bored and, yeah. and come up with stuff and right. it was hard for me to focus. Yeah. In mm. a traditional sense. Mm. So when I was super, super young. Um, so I, you know, I was in child, I had an auditory processing disorder, which means, um, I was, uh, in education, they call it like special help IEPs, mm-hmm. um, which basically got me pulled out of classes because okay. I couldn't read. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had no, I've struggled. I would sit there and look at a book and I couldn't understand it. Right. Um, I probably didn't learn to read till kindergarten. Wow. You know, I was mm-hmm. a little bit behind. Um, I also, also like had speech 
speech pathology problem. So like I couldn't say my own name in wow. kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Wow. I would say Wawa. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say lunch. Yeah. Uh, and so as a kid, I would say in elementary school, I, my origin is that I felt really stupid uh, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like I would be pulled out in elementary school and I, and I was one of the lucky kids. Let me just tell you that right now. Sure. Like I, they actually saw that I needed help and gave right, me help. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. So I would go every day with my elementary boyfriend, Kip Kaidel, and we'd sit in this room <laughs> with these backpacks. <laughs> and we would sit in these and get help. You know, why I have one of my friends would all be doing, I don't know what, something cool. Right. I thought it was fun. And I'd be sitting there in the reading room working through like a packet, mm-hmm. you know, and some reading mm-hmm. thing. And so I would say I was a really shy kid. Mm-hmm. I never spoke up, um, even until high school. I was one of those kids when they would say, oh, we're going to read aloud from a chapter and we'd go around the room. I literally would just read that one sentence that I had to read aloud yeah. over and over and in my head oh. until they called on me. Yes. And I didn't know I didn't know what I was talking because I was so freaked out that I had to like yeah. read something aloud to the class and right. they, and I would up. Right. Um, so I was super, one of those kids just was invisible, I would say, in school. Okay. Okay. Um, fast forward to fast forward to like now she delivers. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, yeah, right? <laughs> just gave a keynote at South by and yeah. you know in yeah. Vancouver, but cool, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. in Australia, like yeah, right. you know, yeah, a couple yeah. months ago, yeah. giving it this huge keynote. Yeah. Anyway, go yeah. on. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Interrupt. <laughs> but I think that like, but I but I do think that like that part of that experience for me, and it wasn't until like I'd say like. Um, I, and the random thing that actually happened was in sixth grade, my reading teacher, um, to ask me instead to basically a micro decision. And we're talking about like, you know, people and little decisions we make. Right. Mm-hmm. She asked me, she asked, she told my parents, like, let's put her in Spanish instead mm-hmm. of going another hour of reading. Mm. And yeah. Right. Which was kind of a bold decision. Cause here I am like not doing well in school. Right. You know, I'm probably, I am passing. I work pretty hard. You know, I was one of those kids, like I got to work hard, yeah. you know, compliant. But anyway, I went into Spanish and all of a sudden the English language made so much more sense to me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, I, I, all of a sudden grammar made sense to me. Like languages started to make sense mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I speak Spanish. I have a minor in Spanish. Wow. Like, I've given keynotes. I'd say my Spanish is passable, you know, and I sure. can, I'm pretty good at it. But like, but that moment, that like one little moment of like, mm. so around like seventh and eighth grade, I'm like, I'm pretty good at this. Like, I right. actually kind of do okay in this class, and it kind of right. makes sense to me, you right. know. Um, so I just think that like, you know, and it wasn't until like after way after college that I got into education. But like that piece, right? That origin piece mm-hmm. of like feeling left out, feeling marginalized not feeling like I had, I had a place here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I think really serves the foundation of my identity and my experience of like, so part of my, like, I think peace, I gave this talk actually just recently um, this past week around like, how do we create space in education and in classrooms for people um, that have been marginalized? Right. Because I felt that way a lot right. as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just like, you know, you're going to go off into the room and just be in that space. Um, 
and all those little decisions that silence people a little bit. Right. I'm, um, I'm yeah. fascinated by, you know, that's part of those origin stories where, again, I've, uh, Kwaku's heard me say this a million times where it's like, again, that split decision to put her in Spanish class, which makes no sense, yeah. you know, makes no conventional sense. Well, she can't, you know, right. English right. is hard or whatever. Why would you give her another language? And I know friends who've grown up, uh, we're all around, I think the same age um, group. So I think, mm. Uh, per- perhaps education and the ideas of education were even ancient back then, right? Where, you know, mm-hmm. kids in multilingual, multilingual um, uh, families would be forced to speak English because they were afraid that their other language would confuse them. So it's amazing that back then yeah. somebody said, give her a Spanish class. And, and, yeah. and that was what sort of launched what we have now, which is incredible because again, yeah. it's, it's about, mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's a, there's an overarching theme, or at least I'll theorize that there's an overarching theme about why diverse environments are always important. Like a homogenous, you know, mm-hmm. a homogenous bunch of a, a, a field of crops, right, is always going to sort of kill the soil after one point because there's not a diversity of the um, the the interconnection of different species to like. Fight yeah. the elements and all sort of get together and grow in mm, one yeah. way because we're only planting soybeans, yeah. we're only planting corn, right? But if I and I think this is where you, it seems like this is where you're going because your Avengers crew that you guys are all sort of like about that, right? There's, there's a different disruptive yeah. way about doing this, right? And everybody has a yeah. really cool idea, and all those ideas are disparate and almost weird like uh you know dan Ryder, let's play games well why are we playing games you know what i mean they're supposed to be learning math and english and diagram like why are they <laughs> playing games and making movies and 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 it seems like with stuff that you are saying i as more as you expound yeah. more on it is the same kind of thing where it's like almost like roll the dice let's see let's 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 jam it up you know what i mean and, and I, it, that is always exciting yeah. to me i i i can't I can't yeah. express that enough. It's incredible. Wow. Mm. I think you got to flip mm-hmm. it. You got to mm-hmm. fresh. You got to be fresh, you know, and like you got to flip right. the script on stuff, right. you know, all the time. And I think I I think the the, the danger, I think what scares people and like Quaco and I and I are doing something in a couple of weeks on like mm. blockchain and education. Mm. I, I've never coded a thing in my life, yo. I have never, I have right. no idea how to right. do it. <laughs> like full yeah. disclosure, I don't know. I have never coded anything. But I feel yeah. like, why not? Like, what's the mm-hmm. worst thing that can happen, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you've got to learn about all this new stuff and play with it and flip the script and play and do and make, right. because everybody else is doing it. You know, it's just an education that we get, like, I think, stymied or kind of, oh, we got to teach this thing. But if you're really being right. innovative, you're constantly mixing it up, right? You're constantly learning and you want to do that. And I feel like for me as a very curious person, I'm always right. trying to like mix it up, you know, and do, and sometimes mm-hmm. that really fails horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Right. But, you know, it's, it's interesting right. because yeah. go ahead. Well, I was just, I was just gonna say that's, I feel like that's where Laura and I bond mm-hmm. because we're, we're not afraid to try stuff that we really don't understand right. and f- fail publicly mm-hmm. even in some scenarios mm-hmm. because what we get out of that public failure we not only get a deeper understanding of this thing we wanted to do but we also create the um the pathway for other people to do the same thing right like you don't have to be an expert to do yeah. something. sure 
Now, it, that, that, what were you going to say? Well, it brings up a, a, a point that I've been sort of like, I feel like I teeter between the two sort of ends of the spectrum where there's like the coolness of being a disruptor and I'm just going to come in, I'm just going to do this, bam, you know what I mean? But then there's like this sort of establishment that has been there for a while. Uh, and what just popped in my head, because I was just having this conversation with somebody last night about, um, I, I, maybe you guys are familiar with that whole, the, the, um, the dust up with uh Senator Dianne Feinstein, where the kids came to her uh, office and they were like, climate change, you need to sign the Green Deal. And she was like, look, I've been doing this for a little while. Y'all need to chill. You know what I mean? And I found myself caught between the two. Right. I found myself going, yeah, I get like amazing. First of all, that you've Mm -hmm. got kids and you've empowered them to go and talk to our representatives in that way. But then I also got like you know, she, it's not like she is, you know, a right wing cuckoo. Like she's been in this game for a while and yes, she's a Senator. Yes. She's a politician. And what she can bring to something is the, the notion that no matter how great an idea is, there's, there's a negotiation uh, that has to happen. You know, we're a country of 300 million people. So like, you can't just go bam and then expect everybody to go, yeah, let's do it. And so is that what, uh, I, I realize that education is mm-hmm. is a is an institution that's been built over you know, centuries in our country, centuries all you know all over the world. Um, do you find that that is maybe what is the stymie thing? Because the things that you have, your ideas, and all the people that Kwaku's brought on are incredible ideas, and I'm I'm of the mind of like let's just like let's just do that. You know what I mean? But like, there must be a lot of pushback from people who have been doing this traditionally where it's like SATs and ACTs and regents exams, and this is what we're supposed to do. So like, what is, what is the, what's holding us back? Yeah. I think, Mm. I think that's a great question. I think I'll back up a little bit too, because I think there's this thing too around like, you know, I think, I, I actually, the Diane Feinstein, there was a great sign in our lives get about it. Actually, it was really funny. Oh, I, I um, <laughs> it was funny. But it was, you know, they, I think if you're in order to be disruption, you should actually know a little bit about the system. Sure. Like, I don't think that like, when I think about like bringing radical ideas in education, mm-hmm. I don't do them without care, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or without like understanding or without intention or like, you know, there are certain things that we try to create and make and do because we've seen the impact of the other stuff or the mm-hmm. other shit that's had such a bad impact. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we have to be mm-hmm. open and there's great people that should be coming in education who don't know the whole system. And I think that like, I think the key for me, and this is for the folks who I think are afraid of it is like, we constantly have to be challenging and reimagining and rethinking like the rituals, the stuff that we are constantly doing. Right. And I think that's where I think the hard thing comes in is mm-hmm. like, yeah, just because we did it this way doesn't mean we should keep doing it that way. Sure. But I think people in general, I think there's a lot of like, I think for at least the last, most of my experience in education, at least has been, I've been in a, very fortunate to be in some innovative spaces, but I spent a lot of time with folks who don't feel like they have a lot of authority mm-hmm. or a lot of opportunity to, to make change. And they feel stymied by the system, mm-hmm. right? And they feel pushed down. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is like what Kwaku just said is like, if they do this, there's such a high risk of failure. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 That mm-hmm. they can't come back. From right. It, you know? Right. And so I think that's part of the thing mm-hmm. too, is like, they're not in a community that like, if they do this radical thing and it messes up and it's a total utter failure, right. what's going to, they're going to lose their job. Right. right? They're not going to get tenured or all these mm-hmm. things. And so I think that prevents people from really making radical mm. stuff because it's, it's real stuff. You know, it's not like putting out an app and like, Oh, okay. All these people and that's 
pretty responsible. That can be very irresponsible too. But like, if you mess it up, right. you got a kid who's going to remember that mess up for the rest right, of their right. life. Right. So you can't, you have to be disruptive with mm-hmm. care, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I would even compare this to um, you uh, filming um, the Odyssey video. Oh, right. Because mm-hmm. you you are mm-hmm. from the space. So we have this mutual friend, uh, this guy, KJ, and mm-hmm. he has this band, The Odyssey, and, mm-hmm. and KJ and Otto will get together literally and they will do, without calling it this, they'll do design jams. Mm. And it'll be around music. It'll be around, you know, creating media. Mm. It'll, I mean, it'll, I mean, I've just been there where it's just, it could just be conversation like this, or yeah. it'll be like, Hey, let's get out this instrument. Let's get out this camera. Let's try to produce mm-hmm. this yeah. thing that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so you, Otto, mm-hmm. you're in this place where it's like, all right, you know, you've got, you got a couple credits going, you got a little career, right, like right. You've, you've got a bit of a name for yourself mm-hmm. and you're known as doing this thing. Got you it. are an actor. Yes. But you're like, you and Kevin, you guys come together in these all these amazing creative ways. That's You're like, yeah. let's shoot mm-hmm. this video. And mm-hmm. you shot something where you had this mm-hmm. idea. I remember we talked mm-hmm. about it. And you're like, we do this yeah. thing. And it was this mm-hmm. thing where it's like people are going to be shooting things on their phones. And then the idea of like the isolation of the devices create around us, you know. Sure, sure, I'm, sure. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you shot it mm-hmm. and you didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And the I think the skin in the game for you is like, this is like, this is my friend. This is like one of my really right. good friends. I want Fucked him to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. And you mm-hmm. know, being a musician in New York City, everything is very, is very tenuous. Right. You're holding right. a lot of balloons at one mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and hoping that nothing floats away. Sure. You know, and so you have that responsibility, but you, both of you were still daring enough to be like, all right, let's try this. And when right. you looked at it and it didn't work, mm-hmm. you realized what didn't work about it. Mm-hmm. And you were brave enough to go to Kevin, like, I think we need to reshoot this. Right. And Kevin was just like, all right, I'm open enough. Let's do this. Yeah. Right. And you were able to come out mm-hmm. with, a, with a piece or a product that you ended up liking better. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. had to go out and make that mistake. Sure. And the skin in the game, because yeah. you're putting your name on this. Right. You know, and it goes right. out into the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and this is just, the, A, this is a way of connecting kind of lore, what you were talking about. This is something mm-hmm. I know that Otto has done. But also, it's a way of praising anybody who's willing, mm. willing to not um, settle into the safety of, of the network that they've built up. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and that seems to be uh, maybe also the, the disruptive theme that I find uh, really engaging from you, mm. Laura, and from the people that you've brought on. Because I think one of the things that, uh, and you, I'm going to throw something out there. And Laura, if I'm full of shit, you just throw it back at me. But it, it just seems, um, it, 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 it seems that, you know, the thing that uh, I had was the resources and time to be able to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it's about like the resources. And I think that there, there's two things happening. I had the resources and I had the, let's say the presence of mind and the sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the privilege, the, the privilege mm, yeah. to do it. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, it seems to be, that's what all of you are trying to spark in the kids, yeah. right? Here's, you know, I, I'm, I'm tying it back to um, you call Kwaku and you're saying my kids are coming and the kids just show up. And then suddenly um, where maybe you expected the kids just to sit in the audience and listen, suddenly they've got all of these uh, man on the street videos that they're getting out. And, and there's part of that where 
we're not sure where this is going. I don't know. Are we, are we turning them all into journalists now? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Like here we are sparking something in them. We're planting a seed that hopefully will turn into a, an oak tree later. But like all of these seeds, all these little micro decisions are something that we're trying to empower into these kids, right? So it's not about the test score necessarily. It's about the the impetus to do something and to fail and be like, and then to have the wherewithal to say, all right, let's try something different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like that encapsulates the Avengers <laughs> of, of education <laughs> that you guys are. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the superpower maybe. Yeah. And I also think, yeah, I mean, I think you, rem I think what you said is interesting is the privilege to do it. And I think that like, mm -hmm. that's huge. Like mm -hmm. that yeah. is, you know, and that's either connected to your identity, your race or your social class mm -hmm. or like where you sit mm -hmm. in education, positionality, all that stuff. Right. Like sure. that, that is a real thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that when I think about young people who, you know, I think young people that have been particularly um, marginalized and, you know, particularly young men of color in particular, actually, yeah. in like urban areas, yeah. right? The stakes are so high. Right. And so right. I think, and, and, yeah. and I say that with like a lot of like, like concern and like wanting to make sure you do it right because you know, one bad thing is, is, is it can have a life changing thing. I think oftentimes mm -hmm. we had this, um, we did this like, uh, exponent, I have to explain it. Ethnographic experiential futures. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 And it was that. like, so we had this question about what is the future? How can we, ex how can we, it's a really an immersive storytelling piece is uh -huh. how do you actually have people do an immersive experience into the future? So what does it feel like to, for them to, and you can do interactive uh -huh. exhibits, you can do plays, but like really immersive storytelling about the future to uh -huh. actually lower the anxiety around like tech or whatever the big thing. So you can actually start designing for the future that you want to have, like possible, preferable, possible futures. And, and it's what, kind of radical. Again, again, ethnographic, what? Ethno, I know, right. Ethnographic experiential futures. Got it. Okay. Sorry for interrupting. So connect. Yeah, no. So it's all about like what you value. Yeah. Right. How do you experience that? And how is that going to look in the future? Mm -hmm. And then we had this interesting conversation about like, we talked to these folks and we're like, well, who has the privilege, just technically speaking, sure. to actually think about the future? Mm -hmm. Who has the time and the mm -hmm. space? And like, so we have this interesting conversation yeah. with, you know, around the workshop about like, there's such a need for young people um, to think about their futures and yet the demanding things in front of them, whether it's housing, mm -hmm. uh, homelessness, food, mm -hmm. you don't have time and space for right. that, right? right? You just don't have the time and space. So my wondering, I guess, is I think it's all about the micro decisions or hacks that we call them. How do you like navigate the privilege to do really great, badass shit in the mm -hmm. world with like the resources and like, the opportunity to play in both like this very futurist forward thinking. And I also think about young people that are like, they got three brothers and sisters they're taking care of. Right. And they're lucky if they even show up to school right. because right. their life is complicated. Right. So I wrestle with that because mm. I feel like I want to make sure that those kids are, you know, these kids are really scared for and they have this mindset and this spark and you know, they're hungry. Yeah. So I want to make sure like, that's the kind of work that I feel like all of us, that's why I think, the intersection of all this community mm -hmm. stuff is so important because it's not a one and done thing. Right. 
you know, you have lots of people live in the world. They don't live in schools. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because, I mean, we I made the joke about the uh, the scandal that we're currently uh, enduring with people spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to mm-hmm. pretend that their kids are rowing crew and then <laughs> getting into, you know, which is I find absolutely yeah. fascinating. But um, I think and you've just said this and I and I know I've said this in uh, other interviews we've had because it's always like I remind myself of my privilege, which which people think, you know, on the on the on the one end of the spectrum, like your parents are really rich and they have half a million dollars to give to basically a bribe scandal to get you into a school. Right. Um, and my, I didn't grow up anywhere near that level of richness, but like, it's not like I don't have privilege. And I always say to people, I say, look, you know, I have college educated parents. We lived solidly middle class. When it came time to talk about college, I had a father that I could look at that said, hey, you know, I went to Cornell. Uh, you're my best. One of my best friends is a professor at Cornell. My mom went to mm-hmm. school in D.C. I could we had the time to just drive up to Cornell on a weekend and stay with my uncle uh, Richardson and give a, get a free tour of the campus. Why? Because number one, not just because we know that person, but my parents have jobs that they don't work on the weekends and they can take off. And everybody in my community is, I has gone to college, is going to college, is in like, is somebody that I can talk to. Like those are resources that are just there are that are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars if you really think about it. And it's just outside of my bedroom door. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. of course I went yeah. to college because I wanted to, do you know what I mean? And of course I have the privilege mm-hmm. to think about my future because I'm not hungry right now. Do you know what I mean? The electricity is on in my house. Do you, you know what I mean? Mom and dad are home and they're bringing home a paycheck and our mortgage is paid. So like that just opened up a lot. I, I always think about that because you can always forget about your own privilege. I can always, you know, go against the sort of 1%. But I've got privilege, too. I've got shit tons of privilege. Um, and that's how I gotten mm-hmm. to where I am. So mm-hmm. um, I love the notion of mm-hmm. really, really getting down to the nitty gritty of what's what the problem is. There are people who are born in situations that they did not yes. choose. And that's that's what's holding them down. It's not their own abilities. Right. Yeah. It's it's their circumstances. Right. And that's right. what's not fair. Right. And I think Mm. that like, to me, that's it. Right. And it's not fair. And Mm. I think, and the thing that really saddens me to be quite frankly, is that like, I think about young people who are learning a new language, they're coming to Mm -hmm. the U S right. And they're, they're not, they're not native speakers. Right. Mm -hmm. And yet they're working really hard to, uh, you know, make a better life for their families and the future families that they have. Right. 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 And they get perceived uh, I actually was an English language learner teacher for a while. And I don't even like that term because I think mm-hmm. there's like a predication of like English learning is better to learn English than other languages. Right. You know, right. like what's, what about that? Sure. But like, yeah, but I just the thing that's so, so frustrating to me is that like the perception that, yeah, because of where you come from, different neighborhoods, you are gifted these abilities because yeah. you have this privilege. Mm-hmm. And yet. I have seen many kids from different backgrounds who are equally capable, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. If not more so, because they've actually experienced, they actually experience yeah. a lot of things to get them there, right? Sure. And they're still showing up and they're mm-hmm. still doing the mm-hmm. work, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like part of that is like, how do we educate folks to see people as like, 
these complex human beings right. and the great abilities and not be judging people based on one thing, right? right? That's going to get them into college or whatever it is, right. but like really see people for their abilities and not for their circumstances. Right. And so what, yeah. when you say you're designing, what are you designing? Like, what mm. is that? Like, cause I love that word though. Yeah. Ooh, before, oh. before you get into that, I'm sorry. I'm going to jump in with a little auto yeah. here. Can you take us from like, uh, basically like, you know, where you were in high school to how you got yeah. to this oh, role before you talk oh, yeah. about like what you actually did in, in, in your job? Cool. So Laura, that's you that I need, <laughs> <laughs> that, I need that information from. <laughs> Laura, you can you yeah, tell yeah. us? Yeah, I'm talking oh, to you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is me. really okay. about Laura. You yeah. ain't yeah. Okay. I want to know. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> How did um, you go from like being in high school, yeah. like you're at this point where it's like they introduce you to Spanish, like, oh my God, I'm yeah. good at this. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you know, you're cool. not, you're not just like focusing on reading the sentence, like yeah. the different roles that led you to where you yeah. are now in your designing role. Yeah. I mean, I kind of fell in, I will say I fell into education. You know, I was working actually in the outdoor industry, a uh, random place to be. Um, I was doing documentary films. Actually, I moved to San Diego to do documentary films. Oh, cool. And so, yeah, I got, I really wanted to do screenwriting. Um, uh, yeah, that was like my kind of passion was writing and, and literature. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I was an English major and spent a lot of time, re- obviously spent a lot, but, and interesting enough that I hated reading as a kid and yet I, yeah. you know, it, right. And I end up now I'm a very fast reader. It's re- I think I developed a lot of coping strategies. Mm-hmm. So I can, I'm a fast processor and a fast reader right. um, because I've probably got a extra help to like get better at yeah, it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I ended up randomly. I was, the thing for me in documentary films was that like, I really hated, I was a grip. This was like, I was like 22, 23 wow. film industry. And like, do you want to hold the light? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Oh wait, I'm gonna be doing this for 20 years. Like I'm gonna be yeah. I'm key grip today. That's a tough job, man. <laughs> that's, a, yep. that's a tough job. And I was like, I don't want to do this. This is not my yeah. jam. Like this is not. My... <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, I like the writing, I like the editing, but the the process just again right. where I was, I'm like, okay, this is probably not gonna work for me. The dynamic it was really too static for me. It didn't something more dynamic, you know, every day. Sure. And so um, yeah, I ended up teaching and ended up finding my way into teaching and um, took a multicultural education class from a woman who was actually California teacher of the year. And she kind of reinforced, I think what I already knew, but the class was really around experience. Okay. And empathy actually. And now that I look back with my like design lens, Mm -hmm. she made us go out and do experiences to develop Mm -hmm. empathy for students. So she set up a bunch of random experiments. Uh-huh. Sleep on the floor for the next week. Wow. Don't eat like it, to the extent that like you don't pass out, but sure, like, sure. you know, go into a church where you're the only person of your own race in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And, and, and it was an empathy exercise, right? It was like how, and partly because this is what happens to our kids every single day. Right. You know, these are the students are coming in. How can you teach how can you teach them when you don't know them and right. you can't have their, and you, although I don't have their lived experience, I can do some immersion, right. To get a little bit of sense of what this feels like for me, sure. you know? Um, so yeah, I ended up teaching down in San Diego um, at a school that was about 15 minutes from the border of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, big comprehensive high school, 3,600 kids. 
um, my first year teaching, I was the fourth teacher that they had had that year. Wow. Wow. Yep. Came in in January. It was rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was, it was rough. Wow. Uh, the first day, I kid you not, I was, I had the morning classes and, uh, at lunchtime, I put my head on my desk and started to cry. Oh, no. yes. What, why was that? Because the school was, how was the school rough? Um, the kids basically were like, you know, you, you're the fourth teacher, you know, it's January. We've run through four teachers since, since January, you know, oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I've got 17 mm. year old kids, you know, I'm working in high school. Lot. So I've got young freshmen. I had, you know, a couple English 11 classes. I had, you know, 16. And so they're just like, you're no more different than the people that we've had before. We don't need to do anything in this class. You know, that's been their experience. So why change now? Mm-hmm. And so they were just rough on me, you know, here oh, I was wow. like 24, this white girl coming in, <laughs> just like, uh-huh. you know, you know, uh-huh. like, who are you, you know? Um, wow. And so, and I had all these high aspirations, like, I'm going to do all this great stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I just need you to be quiet for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, it's, you know, there's 200 kids at the end of the day or 180 or something like that of kids yeah. that I dealt with in, in, in one day. Right. Wow. That's just messed up. Yeah. Um so I remember putting my head on my desk with literally like starting to cry. Cause I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't yeah. do this job. Yeah. It's too mm-hmm. much. Right. I'm like, right. what did I sign up for? I need this quit. This is too much. And then in the same moment, we talk about like micro moments, right? Mm-hmm. I heard like a knock on my door mm-hmm. and there was a young student who came in. Her name was Catherine. Um, mm-hmm. and she had a trapper keeper, like mm-hmm. rent. I don't even know if they make trapper. I don't know how she might have yeah. been retro. I don't know how she had it, but like it. it was some type of big binder thing that right. she was carrying and the pictures of horses on it. These are the things I remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. And right. <laughs> and she asked if she could eat lunch with me. Mm-hmm. And, and so I literally had to like lift myself off the desk, right? like wipe off my tears <laughs> yeah. and, and start talking to her, yeah. you know? And, um, I think in that moment, those like, oh yeah, this is what this is about. Like, this is not about all the drama of what I got to teach. Mm -hmm. Right. It's about this kid who needs, she saw something in me that she knew within that day in the like crazy 45 minutes that I had her, that she felt safe enough to come to my classroom. Wow. And what, did she just want to eat lunch or did she need help Mm. with something? Or she just was like, I want to hang with you. She wanted to hang. I don't think she... Yeah, yeah, she didn't need help. Yeah, I, I didn't give him homework. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just, I think she needed a space, you know? Wow. I, I, again, I always, those, you know, the origin stories, I'm always, you know, you've heard me say this a million times, but like, again, I, you've now coined the term micro, um, micro moment sure. for me. Yeah, because yeah. I, I never knew how to use, like, what is that moment mm. where you go one degree to the left instead of two degrees to the mm. right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. and like, where mm. you, would you be? Maybe if she hadn't walked in, maybe you would have quit. Maybe you would have gone back to the movie set or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But, like, right. this is what you did. Yeah. And um, I guess there's there's really no answer to this. There's no way to sort of... um you know, uh, drill down to the essence of it. But these, I, one of the things that I, I, I always think about it, like the little decisions I've made in my life to bring me the the constellation of decisions in my life that have brought Mm -hmm. me to this current 
point in time and space. Yeah. Um, and that's always fascinating. And it's, it's mm-hmm. always, it's, 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 it's ethereal. It's something that you, you really can't put a finger on why you made that decision, yeah. why you lifted your yeah. head off the ground in, instead of saying, you know, yeah. I, you know, please, I need some time and go eat lunch in the cafeteria and I'll see you right. in half an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just, right. I'm, I'm apropos of nothing. There's nothing that I'm adding to that, but it's just something that uh, it's the reason I do this thing. And the reason I have these conversations, yeah. because it, that's just wild to me. And so, so then you, so then you, so you endure the entire semester or the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I ended up teaching there for, you know, four to five years, oh, wow. actually, um, in that school. Yeah, no, I stayed there for a while. And, um, and I think, and I, I will say after like my third year, I think it was like there for four years. I can't remember or something like that. But anyway, um, I, you know, it it was, it was a great school to begin Mm -hmm. with. Um, but there were still some problems with it. And I think people were trying, but I remember thinking, is this it? Like, is this what I'm going to be doing for the next 20 years? Like, is this it? And and I always was one of those people that like, mm. you know, shifting and doing mm. stuff. So I was like, I can't see myself teaching in this classroom for the next mm-hmm. 20 years. Like I knew this wasn't right. going to be it. And there were some challenges that I saw. Like I was at this 3,600 school, uh, student school, um, you know, and kids literally, uh, I think, cross the border every day. Some kids cross wow. the border to get to school. Like you're mm. that's yeah. what happens, you know, and a lot of students that were coming from from Mexico and, um, you know, first generation living, you know, in the States, who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't actually know, you know, to be, right. you can't really ask. So I don't know, but it was pretty complex and it was a pretty diverse school, but, um, it was in this school that like, I, I had this like struggle with like, when I walked across the lunch quad areas, this massive area, you know, for this big school and it was totally mm-hmm. segregated by race. Like, uh... and and people would be integrated in classrooms, but not. And I was like, what? It just felt so odd for me and felt very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And I wasn't sure. I, again, I didn't right. know what to make of it. You know, mm-hmm. here I was this young teacher and I had some, you know, I think I have different thoughts on it now, but I was like, this right. is kind of messed up, right. you know? Um, and so anyway, long story short, I had a friend of mine, again, a micro who like took a job at this other school um, that was a charter school at the time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about charter schools right. I, I, at that time. I just knew that like I had, um, I was like, Oh, the school's right. like down the street from my house. Cool. It's a different school. I'm going to go like a half yep. year, met some of the folks. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, maybe I'll just interview here. And I really didn't need a job at the time. Right. I wasn't looking for a job, you know? Um, and so, but I ended up interviewing and ended up getting hired there. Um, and was there for a long time as well. That's an mm-hmm. institution called Haitakai. And it's a, you know, a pretty uh, great example mm-hmm. of progressive education that was all really about racial mm-hmm. equity work. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. the school was around integration. Mm-hmm. That was the core of it. And I didn't know that that's what I was seeking, right. you know, when I left. But this school that was really around integration and how do we really do progressive mm-hmm. experiences with kids, you mm-hmm. know, to help them see their spark. And so I ended up there um, for a while. Teacher was a principal there, mm-hmm. helped get our grad school off the ground. Um yeah, and did a lot of work really helping people around the globe like think about what this work looks like right. or could look like in their own settings, you know, context. Um, and then I will say I'll end with this. Mm-hmm. There was another micro moment where I was literally kind of kind of at the end of my journey there, kind of thinking what I wanted to do next. And I was at a conference in LA and it was around this right. author designing your life. And he writes this book about how you can prototype. Like if you want to become a doctor or a lawyer, or open a coffee shop, 
like there's an analogy of mm. like, oh, I'm going to be on a coffee shop and I'm going to run a coffee shop. And he's like, well, have you ever worked in a coffee shop? Like, that sounds like a really good idea. Maybe you should like right. work in a coffee shop for two weeks and see how that feels sure. before you invest all sure. of your money in right. running a coffee shop. Right. <laughs> like, right. like working in coffee shops and being on your laptop is not the same as running a coffee shop. And so yeah. uh, anyway, I was at this conference and this like event and they kept showing pictures and the images that they kept showing were images that I used to use with my staff all the time. Just these random mm. images. And mm -hmm. so they were serendipitous. And so I went up to the guy at the end and I said like, Hey, I know some folks here and at, at the D school. And he's like, Oh, by the way, well, the person who's running this pub is leaving. And I was like, really? Um, mm. And so long story short, I ended up applying because of this image that I saw in this workshop, right? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that's interesting. There's some serendipity happening here that like, I'm going to go. I I saw the image and I was sitting with my friends like, you should go talk to him. And I was now, like. what was the image? It was like literally, it was stupid images. It was just like yeah. an image of a, a kid doing something, just some random uh -huh. like gift, you know? Yeah. Got um, it, got it, got super it. Profound. I, I, I right. wish they were like more than King <laughs> quotes or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish they were like, did it. <laughs> yeah, it was like a little like baby going yes, and I was just like, yeah. okay, uh, uh, <laughs> nothing really profound. But like, but yeah, and again, that was a micro moment because I didn't. Mm. I went up there, and then you know, from there, ended up uh, working now at the D school in design. But like, again, all those micro moments of like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna go do this now, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting when I trace, you know, the now that I know you, I'm kidding. But, um, it, you know, going from uh, the D.C. area, going from uh, vastly, um, what do you call it? Uh, diverse. A diverse uh, population, then going to Ohio, which is very uh, sort of, um, what is it called? Homogenous. Homogenous. Thank you. Thank you, Kwaku. Uh, then going from homogenous, right? But then that's where I think you started, you know, you had your own sort of, um, uh, disabilities, if if I said say that that forced you to have to look at a different way of doing things in your youth. That then took you to first you wanted to be a screenwriter, maybe, but then you started to make those decisions in sort of a diverse way. I guess, um, like uh, you 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 seem to have pre, you seem to be a predecessor to what you were already going to do. Do you know what I mean? Like you were exposed mm. to something, yeah. and then yeah. like oh, this is weird. This is, why is this not diverse? And in my experience, being in a diverse setting really works well and having diverse ideas thrown at me to sort of problem solve what I might be struggling with. That's how I get to this. And now suddenly I've gone from, I want to write screenplays to building an actual school like that. That that's weird to me. Like I, it's not weird to me, but it's like, again, it's like, it's a jump. All of, all of our guests, me included and Kwaku included, will say, well, I just got into acting. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, how did you do that? Right. You, mm -hmm. you didn't, you didn't, I went to school for chemical engineering. I didn't just get into acting. There's like a whole like stream of things. Like, you know, suddenly you went from I'm teaching at a high school to I'm making a charter school and I I'm establishing a grad school. Like how does, you know, what it seems like you were always up for the challenge though, which is, which is really Yes. Which is really incredible. Yeah. I mean, especially when we talk about what we talked yeah. about before, where there's a lot on the line. Like if you fuck this up, there's kids who are going to, mm -hmm. like you said, will never forget it and may have their educational futures, you know, in jeopardy. So I, I that I just want to yeah. 
Again, I'm just I think I'm just speaking extemporaneously, but uh, that I just always want to put a sort of button on because it's it's extraordinary that that's what you did. Like it's it's not it's not insignificant. You know what I mean? And it's like you've you seem to have followed your heart, your 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 id or whatever it was that got you to these different levels. Like it's amazing mm -hmm. that you went from there to like I'm building schools and now I'm designing whole things because it doesn't sound like you're you're dealing with just students it sounds like you're dealing on corporate executive levels you're dealing in institutional levels you're, you're dealing in infrastructure perhaps and you're also dealing with mm -hmm. uh diversity and you're dealing with uh at-risk youth perhaps or people uh, who are uh, marginalized so uh, i don't know what i'm i don't even know if there's a question in there <laughs> i'm just i'm kind of blown away uh by everything that you're doing I mean, yeah it's a good summary yeah well, yeah, yeah. I, I never thought I, about it that way well, I was going to say before you were asking like, mm -hmm. Hey, what does she do at the D school? I think that like that, this is like a really good time for you to kind of talk mm -hmm. about that in a little more detail. Like we've talked around it a little more, but uh, mm -hmm. a little bit, but the idea of like designing, because mm -hmm. I feel, I, I, I feel that I understand what you do because I know you and I, and I do small parts of what you do. Um, but there is a, and this is every guest that comes on here. Mm -hmm. And when I know people, I push them. Laura is completely downplaying how much she did at, at high tech. High. She's like, yeah, I helped to start the grad school. There was, this was a yeah. charter schools don't normally like, have grad, grad school? school. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Holy shit. Right. Right. There's that. I was the principal of a school. Being in the yeah. principal of a school is yeah. a tremendous amount of responsibility, especially from someone, let's say 10 right. years earlier, yeah. who was a key grip. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to put that in perspective, right. you went from holding the light yeah, exactly. to making sure the lights were on for hundreds of kids. <laughs> just, just to put this in context. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that like I appreciate that, and also like I think. I don't think I will say quite frank is that like, I really, as you, mm. you said, I, like, I really lead with my heart and like, and I think, you know, I don't think what I'm doing is anything, right. anything mm -hmm. special than what anyone else is capable of doing. Right. I really don't. And I think that like, I think, and I, when you describe the trajectory, I really, I think mm. it now and hearing it back right. actually was really cool because I hadn't thought about it that way, but I think why, I, I mean, we use this term in, in mm -hmm. design around experiments and prototyping, right? Like we're going to make it and we're going to learn from it. Like we're going to test it with people. I mean, you do this in your films, like, sure. here you go. Like here's some stuff. We're going to constantly in mm -hmm. prototyping mode. We're constantly building and testing and iterating. And so I think it's kind of, it's, it's not that surprising that I ended up in the design world because everything that I up until right. that point is, was some iteration of design. You know, for me, I was constantly iterating and like, oh, I'm, I'm going to become a, this is a prototype. I'm going to be yeah. a principal. That's a prototype. We'll just see what happens there. Right. Or like build a conference. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> Let's invite Talib yeah. Kali. Let's just see what awesome. happens and hang out with him. No, that's a thing. That would yeah. work out. started like... a conference and Talib came to the conference. Wow. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> On education. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. That was a good time. That was so, a good time. Yeah. Laura, the, the, the good thing and the uh, the good thing and the bad wow. thing. That was a good about, time. That was a good time. 
I'm, I'm just, I'm still blown away. Like, you know, so, so the good thing and the bad thing about this process is that it always goes way faster than we want it to. Yeah. Um, so we, we're going to steer this to a close, but before we do, what are you like working on? What's coming up for you that you're really excited mm. about? Like what are the, uh, so, and it could be, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of stuff that we're working. I think that like for me, uh, again, this intersection of stuff. So I've got like this idea of prototyping experiments. So like, again, I think this is the space mm. when we think about like education, the risk is so high if we don't get it right. And so what I'm playing in is how can I, given the positionality and privilege that I have now at Stanford, design some really cool experiments or experiments mm -hmm. that people can do and bring it back to their classroom. They don't need, I'm not expecting people to like take this and just implement right. it again, because I don't like the word curriculum. Everybody's an adapter. Everyone's going to take something, you rift on mm -hmm. it, you change it, right? There's nothing set that like, I just don't think people operate that way. And so I'm playing with like, you know, some big things right now that again, yeah. I don't know. I'm learning about them. I'm curious and I don't know what they're going to look like, but like right now I've got a couple like new ideas. We call them experiments we're working on um, with my colleague, Sam Seidel. And one is on like, um, mm -hmm. like the role of emerging tech in mm. the future, like AI, machine right. learning, all this kind of radical stuff that people are going to continue to do. And how do we actually help human beings mm. become you know, continue to have mm. a strong moral compass and use this stuff for good. So I don't know what that looks like. And what's the future of learning, future of mm. work? I imagine you use all that stuff in your own work. And how do we get kids more adaptable? And Kwaku spends a lot of time thinking about this in the school level. I'm thinking about it in the system level. So there's that. The one that's like near and dear to my heart mm. is thinking about um, kind of uh, school safety. Um Right now, one of the uh, processes, I'm actually starting a class in a couple weeks uh, with my co-director and he and I are teaching a class mm. on re increasing students' yeah. mental, emotional, and safety in schools um, in the wake of gun violence. So that's a big topic, um, looking at lockdown drills. Four million kids right now, last year in 2018, experienced a lockdown drill in their school. Jeez. One million of them are elementary and 220,000 were pre-kindergarten pre or kindergarten students. Wow. So that gas got right. Think about that for just a second. Sure. Like mm -hmm. they're experiencing something. The intention of that thing is like, oh, we're going to keep them safe. But the right. actual impact is like kids are more scared than ever. Mm -hmm. Sure. So we got to redesign that. So that I'm right. playing with that concept right now. And then we're also looking at like how does ideas spread? You know, so many ways in the world of like we've got all these great nuggets. And again, going back to my own identity and experience. I actually think it, there are teachers around the country that are doing really great things. Dan Ryder is one of them, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you, how can we find the other 250,000 Dan Ryders? They're out there. Right, right. They're working every day. And how do we mm -hmm. elevate them and spread the great work that they're doing to others mm -hmm. so that people can take them? So that's right. a challenge I have. And then lastly is like thinking about the system. As I said, that like schools don't operate in isolation. Mm -hmm. And we are we're living in this precipice of time where like civic engagement is more important than other. Like right, we have yeah. to involve ourselves in civic engagement. Like mm -hmm. we have to. Um, universal basis of income is coming. Like mm -hmm. that's being prototyped. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Healthcare is right. super important. So like, how do we actually look at all education as a, as part of a larger ecosystem uh -huh. and mm -hmm. not just the thing that kids go to from eight to four? Right. So that's, those are the things that I'm working on right now that are kind of, some are bigger and smaller and, so, and grain size, but um, yeah. 
<laughs> that's, that's a lot. Right. That's lighting me up right now. I'm like, I'm like that's it? That's wow. <laughs> you fill your days somehow with that, huh? <laughs> somehow I fill the days. I don't yeah. know. Go get yoga. Yes. Go get <laughs> Nothing short of a revolutionary <laughs> yeah. change in how we do pretty much everything. And I, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Damn. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And wow. storytelling. I mean, the last thing that I think is super important is like, it's cool to do all this stuff, but I think the last piece that's really important is how do we help people tell their stories? Mm-hmm. And so that to me is really a fascinating piece of like, we're working on like, how do we share these stories in a way that feels inspirational and illustrative? so that people can dive into them. Right. I, I always say that um, that is the, f- I think that is the core of humanity is storytelling, right? I go when, and people yeah. sort of always give it short shrift. It's a story. Do you know what I mean? But it's like every mm-hmm. single, you know, we just introduced ourselves to you as the story of Kwaku and I, this is our story. And right. then you've just told right. your story and that mm-hmm. is wrapped up in your identity. I've never met a child mm-hmm. who doesn't want to hear a story and tell a story. It's like at the core of our DNA. And I and I'm always amazed at the people who sort of roll their eyes at that at that notion of storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's like the basic mm-hmm. communication, the way we communicate as hum, human beings. So, uh, yeah, again, I'm mm-hmm. I'm here for all of that, Laura. I'm here for all of that. I think that I 100% agree. And as someone who's like, again, a reader, it's that is, we have to get better at it. And we have to continue to tell stories that are real and authentic and inspirational that allow people to like tell their own stories because people are doing it. They just don't have a space to do it. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I would add on to that, the stories that allow people to see themselves within it. Exactly. You know, like having that diversity yeah. of storytelling, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's part of the reason why Otto and I connect. So, so or we connected or we connect so well because we have very similar stories. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, in the sense that like our parents knew each other before we even met, right. but even like we were raised in like similar areas, mm-hmm. just, just on the other side of the Hudson river yeah. from one another mm-hmm. in New York in a similar mm-hmm. time frame. We have similar, you know, we have similar passion. So it's like when Otto told me a story, it's just like, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's me. Yeah, this was the imaginary club I wanted in high school right. for all the African kids right. who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't quite fit right. in with the American black kids, <laughs> exactly. and were raised in environments where everybody around them wasn't even black at all. Right, <laughs> you know, and wrestling with that sense of identity. Yeah. Like there was this part where it's like our story's just a lie. Yeah, and then being you know part of the story, being part of the society story i think part of you know what what a marginalized person experiences is that they're not part of our story they're not part of the main story and that is right that is an anathema to human beings right like we need yeah. to belong and so if we don't yeah. see ourselves as yep. part of the the national story then of course we don't want to of course there's going to be real systemic problems with yeah. that group or bunch of people like that's just yeah. it's just yeah. you know that's a no-brainer yeah yeah. yeah. So what I'm going to say is, Otto, because I know that you have a short runway mm-hmm. today is some of your stuff. Do you have any other questions for the Laura McVeigh? <laughs> I am. I, again, I'm sated. Laura, you are some dope as shit. Like, like that. <laughs> again, you can you always Quaco, you always find a way to my heart with this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? So I try to disruptive, it's educational, cool stuff. I can listen to that all day long. So I, I just need to 
follow you if you're on Twitter and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Just like just sort of stalk you, like I guess Kwaku has. No. <laughs> Thank you well, for bringing it back to that. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> 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 awesome. Well, I loved it. It was so fun to talk to y'all. Like this was a, a great way to chat and like connect with everybody. It was fun. And I learned a lot. I didn't know half that stuff. And I feel like I just spent like four intense days with you <laughs> at South by. <laughs> Where it's just wow. it's an onion. Yeah. It's an onion. Just keep yeah. peeling back oh. the layers. You know. We gotta come back on when you the more stuff you do, I wanna I wanna keep talking to you. So that would be wonderful. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. This is it. That'd be great. Come on out and out. Anytime you're out in Palo Alto. Oh, heck you know. Yeah, heck yeah. All right. Well, I yeah. keep trying to get him out there. I mean, he's headed, you know, he's 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 a busy guy. Yeah. He's, he's traveling all over the place. <laughs> but yeah. um yeah. We should have him as a keynote speaker in Deeper Learning. What? Yeah. That's how we get him. Yeah. This, oh, please. For no next problem. year. That is how yeah. we get him to San Diego. Yep. By the way, yep. that's no what that's, yes. the, that's the conference yep. that she helped to start that Talib spoke at. Just, you yep. know, oh, just oh, subtly. You know. Just, you know. You're a good company. Like you, know, you do. Got it. Like you do. You know, <laughs> when you hold the camp, when you hold the light a certain way, all these ideas yep. flow into you. It's like there back to the go. superhero yeah. theme. It wasn't a radioactive <laughs> spider. It was a really powerful light <laughs> that she was holding <laughs> that yeah. gave her her superpowers. That is awesome. Oh, um, so with that being said, uh, you, sir, who are you? I'm Atu, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and who have we had the distinct privilege, the, uh, the, the, the special time to be able to connect and also get to learn and grow with and from who is this person that we got to, that we got to meet today and got to know? The homie Laura McBain. The Laura McBain. Hell yeah. You know. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, oh, by the way, uh, this is Radio Zamunda, the dope shit. There you go. <laughs> and we, and all of us at, the, at Radio Zamunda LLC and INC and, and all the people that we have behind the scenes that are, that are like, uh, uh, twisting wires and making all this possible. The, the promotion staff, the, uh, the marketing team, all of them sure. from all of us to you, Laura, we say, we say thank you for sharing this time on this, uh, on this afternoon. And we, we appreciate it. And we cannot wait to have you back yeah. to hear more about what you are doing. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank you. All. It was awesome. an honor. Thank you like you. that? The, the, the marketing people? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Laura. Everybody, <laughs> they're hiding. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you. my sweet spot when you when you get me with that education shit that education ish man yeah I, I feel like you have two sweet spots you have yeah. that and obviously music right yeah yeah clear you know but yeah. the, ed, the the education one is always interesting because I feel like it, it it always sneaks up on me how much it resonates with you yeah 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 I mean I just think again how did how do we know how to do anything uh, if not for a teacher you know somebody taught you how to do everything that you know how to do including like talk <laughs> you know speak a right. language so right uh, right you know uh and also the thing that resonated when she started talking about storytelling because i think that's the basic uh that's what makes us human and that's what everything is based on a story um and it's uh the ability of 
getting people to be able, all people to be able to sort of represent their stories can only make us as people better, you know, hearing different perspectives and different experiences. That is the, that is the journey, what we're talking about here, you know, in Radio Zamunda sort of, uh, uh, trying to track all of that down and categorize it and perhaps quantify it, but if not, just be able to talk and um, revel in it, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And, and the more I think about it, we, you and I both make livings being storytellers right. in different ways. You know, mm-hmm. like you literally do it being the person who is telling a story from a perspective. Sure. But I've done it as a musician and now I kind of do it as an educator as well. And we get to do it this way. Yeah. Where yeah. we get to find these amazing stories of these people that we know and get to share it with this greater Radio, Radio Zamunda audience. Yeah. Yeah. I love this mafia, though. You know, you get the Dan Riders and, and yes. like, girl, like everybody's uh, so many different. You know, again, all I can think of is like the Avengers, you know, the, that, yeah. that team of people with uh, a disparate bunch of talents being able to come together and basically save the world and protect us sometimes from ourselves, which wow. is what I think we need. <laughs> you know, Oh, especially yeah. now, especially yeah. now. That yeah. is uh, it's funny when you first started talking about the mafia, I thought you meant like everybody that we work with right but but i see it specifically in this education space mm-hmm. and then i would also expand it out to um to like all of the the people that we've been lucky enough to have you know come hang with us or come right. chat with us that too because, yeah and I, I wouldn't say that we are the tipping factor because mm-hmm. i feel like we are we are just lucky enough to like see these people at this point where they like their their dopeness is they've already figured out their dopeness and it's about to be revealed right. to everybody else. Right. We're like you know, the like, Nick Furies. We're like the Nick we're, we're like yeah, we find them all, tell them, "Hey, you got some cool motherfucking powers because you know Nick yeah, exactly. Fury is now, you know, my, uh, Sam Jackson so they're like There you, you know, go. We're, there we're, you go. We're, we're we're scouting all the heroes, you know, putting them together in little yeah. teams. Yeah. Yeah, like because that. You know, like, and we'll talk about this on later episodes, but, like, the guy who kicked this off for Skinner, uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. what he's doing. Yeah. Once again, we right. aren't the reason he's doing what he's doing. Exactly. exactly. But we were just lucky enough to, like, be one of the one of the first people to recognize how dope he is. Yeah. You know, Dan. Dan mm-hmm. just won this award for, like, Nash, like one of, the, like, the best educators literally in the country. I saw, I just saw that. Yeah, I saw it tweeted somewhere. I was like, wow, that cat, that cat is strong. Strong you know, in the force. Um, um, Crystal and all mm-hmm. the crazy stuff that she's doing. Yep, yep. yep. You know, which we which we need to revisit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm really I'm I'm not only just psyched about our mafia or our Avengers squad, right? Um, but I'm just psyched that, especially in March, which we are. I know we're guys. We're limping along here as far as like our consistency, but that's just because we're busy, right? Being out in the world and connecting with more dope people that go. we can bring to you. Yes. Um, but especially in March, being able to bring like a really uh, like another powerful woman that right. we know, and being able to sort of highlight how great they are and the work that they're doing. Yeah. She's she's extraordinary. I'd love to have her back, especially. I'd love to check in with her every few months or every like quarter. Or something oh yeah, like that see what else she's doing because uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, that's uh, that's all I got over here. Yeah, man. That, that I again, I just want to gradu- congratulate you for another dope shit. She is dope as shit, and um, you, you keep you keep uh, you keep swinging for the fences, there, kid. I learned it by watching you. That's <laughs> that's it. well if done. If you recognize that '80s reference, there you go. There you go. Sweet man. Uh, so, uh, who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda. The dope. Dope. Ooh. <laughs> Shoot, Jigs. Yeah. Shit. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Yes, peace. <laughs>